What up, though? It's your boy, Mr. Say Less, and this is In Real Life Podcast, and I am your motherfucking host with the most for the coast. You hear me? Back live and direct on the set. You hear me? Now, um, been gone for a while, man, dealing with some shit, personal shit, to be honest with you. Still dealing with some shit, personal shit right now as we speak. Parole, want to put the nigga on a bracelet because I got arrested. I got arrested and was charged with five counts. Three of those counts were felony weapons offenses. So with that being said, I sat in the county jail while I was incarcerated for four months. I ain't just sitting in the county jail. Y'all been listening. Y'all know I made it to the nut house, got kicked out of two nut houses. How you how you get kicked out of two nut houses? I got kicked out of uh, Newton Medical Center because they discriminated against me. Being that I was black and that I had a detainer and that I was actually there trying to get some services. But because of uh, my disposition, I, I guess, I mean, they didn't, because I wasn't really engaging. I didn't have a lot to say. I don't like them type of settings and I didn't want to be there. So they, they felt better to um, discharge me prematurely as opposed to giving me treatment. And then I went back to the county and then went to um, Transite. So if you look, listen back to the previous episodes, you know, I'm live and direct from both places. Let y'all know what, how the experience was for me. Like, they got me going through what I'm going through, claiming that I'm losing my mind and that I'm, you know what I'm saying, hallucinating and I'm paranoid. But, nah, I know exactly what's going on. Like, motherfucking Alphabet Boys was... On a nigga hills for no apparent reason, violating my rights, and I recorded that shit. I reported that shit, and because people around you don't see and know everything that you into and what you're doing and what you who you associated with, who you communicating with, they can't appreciate the fact that you may be actually like being subject to warrantless invasions on your privacy and illegal intrusions on your civil liberties like that shit really be happening it really happened to me and I really got the proof so now that I'm back out I've been home for about three weeks now um yeah just about three weeks I came home on a second went to court on the first the the weapons offenses got dismissed no bill by the grand jury on I believe the 28th or the 24th one of them days no, the 28th, because I came home like a couple days late. So the 28th, those weapons offenses got dismissed. Now I'm in the county jail already four months, incarcerated in between there and the hospital, right? So I come out, boom. Now I only got two municipal charges pending. Municipal disorderly persons, right? Them shit's going to be dismissed because in order for them um, charges to stand, the elements of the crime that they charge me with, they need those weapons too. And you can't have one without the other. So those are going to get dismissed. However, parole decides that it's appropriate to put me on an ankle bracelet and bar me from going to my home as a result of these charges. Even though there's evidence to support the dismissal and no sanctions at all. 
I mean, it, there's written evidence that they are obligated to consider that they refuse to consider. You know what I'm saying? In this in this situation, and as a result of that, I gotta file a formal appeal. I gotta file a formal appeal with this New Jersey State Court because um that's how you gotta fight with these motherfuckers. You contest the shit. And then you got a pill. Only thing is, that a pill she could take up to a year. Should it be over and done with? However, I got to request to expedite a review and um, stay of any conditions that they're trying to impose on me. That's what I'm about to do. Actually, that's what I'm in. I'm in the process of doing right now. I just printed out the. Uh, Printed up the notice of the pill, you know what I mean? Which is the first step, right? Printed up the notice of the pill, which is the first step. Then I gotta print up the request for the stay and all that. And then you just got to wait and hope that they give you a. Give you a fair and just decision, which is not commonplace out here in New Jersey. But I've been fortunate. You know what I'm saying? With my legal situations as of the last few years, man. That's why I'm home today. And not doing the extended sentence. On an extended stay. Because that's what they've been doing, niggas, lately. They don't know, and they don't give a fuck about the real impacts that these racist laws and these oppressive agendas that they push and have on the families. Like, I've been away from my six-month-old daughter for the last four or some months, man. Missing precious critical time, like, and it is your function as a state agency to support and, you know, promote positive, productive family relationships. But the decisions that they make, right, based on the policies that they hold, are contrary to that, right, contrary to your own mission statement.
how is the policies and regulations and rules that you pro that you like conduct yourself under how do how do they contradict your own mission statement your own reason for being and existing and operating the decision based on facts. You know what I'm saying? Their decision making is based on what? The fact that I was charged with something and it was dismissed. The fact that I still got two charges pending and they're going to be dismissed. Yeah, you make these decisions that have such an impact on my life. Not only mine, but my family's, my daughters, my fiancés, like... That is not their function. And this is why I promote the Fuck 12 Abuse of Authority campaign. Because when you say Fuck 12, you're saying fuck the whole establishment of abuse, of authority, of oppression, of racism, of injustice, of inequality, of mass incarceration and undereducation and underprivileged situations for those that have built this country in this nation, like, the fuck is the problem with you understanding that we shouldn't have to beg for the basic needs and requirements to survive and live and thrive in a country that we built? What the fuck is so hard about understanding that you got laws written on the books right now that promote the oppressive agenda that you swear you know about and care about, but you don't do shit about, even when you got the position and power and authority to do so? Fuck when I hear that shit. Over and over and time and time again. I ain't no motherfucking saint. I'm a rebel. I'm a revolutionary, nigga. Straight up. Rest in peace, Fred Hampton. The chairman. Honor being respectably. Like, come on, man. At the end of the day, it's like... Why do we have to beg for that which you know we deserve? Why do we have to like negotiate and, and you know, riot and protest and all of these different things just to be treat, treated equally and fairly? Why is it so hard to just make the decisions to executively order this kind of change instead of talking about it and pacifying the situation. Why is that? Why is that? Like, I can't understand it. Like, straight up. My boy just got grabbed the other day by the DEA. DEA usually watch you. The DEA usually watch you for 
six to eight months unless they could get you within 90. You know what I'm saying? But they just grabbed my bro. Feel me? Now, I'm fucking with bro mediating situations in the street, trying to keep the peace and make sure everybody don't go to fucking jail during the pandemic where they can die in a motherfucking county jail behind going to jail for some dumb shit. Feel me? That could have been alleviated. Nigga, you don't want the federal authorities or governmental agencies on your ass while you already in a pandemic and shit is fucked up and you gotta, you feel like there's, you know, you have to, there's an obligation for you to conduct yourself in a certain manner and do certain things in order to survive because it's fucked up and they ain't taking care of us. And now you got the alphabet boys watching your every move. Like, nigga, you ain't gonna survive that. You ain't trained to survive that. You ain't, you ain't equipped with the, with the mental faculties that come with evading those that are trained to and capture and enslave you, nigga. You're not. Excuse me. I was very rude, but it came. Honestly, though. Them niggas was in my house, man. Planting devices and bugs and shit. Like, they was already on to something or somebody. And they thought that because they saw me interacting with them that that I was somebody they need to... You know what I'm saying? Because the way that I conduct myself and how I move and how I groove is like, you can't stop my... My wave, like, I'm, I'm going to create it. And I go where I please and I deal with real niggas and real niggas deal with me regularly. So it's like, who is this guy that's doing this, that, and the third and don't do this, that, and the third, but also is on some fuck 12 shit, thinking you're on some revolutionary shit. Nigga, you absolutely right, bitch. I am. But it's a different kind of revolution. You know what I'm saying? It's a revolution that involves and includes the evolution of your thinking so that you can think your way out of the situation that you're in as opposed to trying to act your way out of the situation that you're in and just find yourself in a cage, nigga. Niggas that act without thinking usually end up in cages or boxes, period. And I I go for women as well, you know what I'm saying? People that act, Without thinking, usually end up in cages and boxes, man. Or in a whole whole bunch of different type of cages and boxes, you know what I'm saying? Of depression and anxiety and misfortune and, you know what I'm saying? You you ain't got to go to jail or die to be, to be locked up or dead, you know what I'm saying? You could be right here on the street. I see a lot of walking deads everywhere I'm, I'm, I, I go. And I talk to a lot of mentally incarcerated people everywhere I am so you ain't gotta go to jail or die to be in a box or in a cage so let's get that clear let's get that very clear you know what I mean because clarity is key it is always key but this this being my first real uh, episode since my release I just want to say rest in peace to the boy King Vaughn Rest in peace to the boy Mo3. Rest in peace to, you know, the solid fallen soldiers that passed during my incarceration that I didn't get to speak on. That uh 
Cake Vaughn situation took me by surprise. I ain't even gonna hold you. I, I, I told y'all I was incarcerated. So while I was incarcerated, I was in isolation because they said I punched some nigga through the gate. And I did it. I ain't in jail no more. I punched that nigga smooth in his shit because he was talking shit through. I ain't got time to be playing. I ain't got time to be waiting either. Punched that nigga smooth in his shit. Went to lock up. Now, I ain't proud of the decision. It's just sometimes I get impulsive like that. I ain't got the time to be playing with nobody kid. But anyway, I went to lock up and shit. They gave me 20 days. I was only there four days. And while I'm in lock up, you know, I get into it with the pig. Matter of fact, the same night, I punched that nigga. I told him I, I wasn't cuffing up, so got into it with the pigs, resisted them. Uh, uh, and they was in there having a hard time. They could, that mace wasn't working. They was choking. It was dying. So it was like, they, I got a reputation right there of being like some type of animal. Like, when that mace ain't work on me and them niggas couldn't get me down, and I was damn near in that sergeant face, and she sprayed me again. I just laughed at her, and she thought it was, like, I was crazy. They thought I was crazy after that. Because I punched that nigga and I resisted, they thought I was crazy. They initiated a mental health evaluation situation for me because of that. And I ended up going to the hospital, you know what I mean, getting evaluated, and then um, coming back and having a whole nother situation with the police. I resisted them again, and they had an even worse time with me, but um, they initiated that shit again, sent me back, and um, this whole time, like, I ain't talking to nobody, I ain't getting no information, and while I was in the hospital, I was watching TV, but I wasn't watching entertainment news. I was more focused on CNN and, and uh, Channel 7 and the History Channel and shit like that. So I didn't even get the news like that King Vaughn died. So when I made it back to the county, fast forward to fuck, January, that's when I found out. When I got out of the lockup in jail, when I got out of the, uh, what's the name? Isolation. Nigga told me King Von died and shit. Like, nah, that shit was like, wow. I thought about the boy Dirk, yo. I know that shit hit that nigga hard. Cause, um, what that brother rather. Cause, uh, you know, you, you, you feel responsible for niggas, man. When you bring him into this world of, you know, whatever. Like, if I bring a nigga into the world of, the, like, Gang banging or drug dealing or whatever. I'm gonna feel responsible. I'm gonna feel responsible for what happens to him, even if I ain't responsible. You know what I mean? Because you ain't responsible for the decisions that a grown man make on a day to day basis. However, if you see a person in a situation and you and you uh, extend yourself to him and say, look, let's do this, and then ultimately it turn out bad for them one way or the other, you're gonna feel responsible for it. That's just the man and the empathy of, you know, being human, shit, man. That's the human aspect. But yeah, man, they got me fucked up, bro. Like, I came home. They told me I couldn't go home. I told them I didn't have a place to go. They said, uh, okay, mind you, I'm coming home in the middle of that February storm. I'm coming home February 2nd. And I went to court February 1st. I was supposed to get out that day, but they delayed it. 
And then let me out the next day. Police from the county jail dropped me off a corner away from my people's house. Told me I couldn't go home. Also told me that there was going to be a... uh, While I was in the county jail, they told me it was going to be a hotel voucher and all this and that. Once I got out and shit, um, social services told me that. But then when I got released, guess what? (laughs) It was was like, motherfucker ain't never have a conversation with nobody about that shit. Yeah. And it's in the middle of a blizzard. I'm in Warren County. Like, you don't, you don't even know type shit. Like, but, um, I can't say fuck 12 and allow them to just dictate and run my life. I can't say fuck 12 and conform to, uh, all of the fuckery that they throw my way. So, you know me, straight up, you ain't going to deprive me, deny me of the preciousness that comes with. This life. <laughs> if I gotta move like a ninja, I gotta move like a ninja, man. That's what the fuck it is. But uh, I just wanted to make sure I get with y'all and um, let y'all know I'm still here. We still moving. The movement is still moving. Waiting for this weather to break. We still moving. You hear me? Like in real life, though. Like, fashion coming, fuck 12, fashion is definitely moving. Um, just talking to my nephew about collabing on a whole design campaign with the fuck 12 and, the, you know, some more shit. Can't really disclose it, but it's coming. So, focus is the word of the day. Focus on the things that are important and appreciate them. Because shit could be snatched away instantaneously, as we all know. But that said, it's your boy, Mr. Say Less, and this is the Real Life Podcast. And I'm out.